Hey, I'm Drew. And I'm Tim. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 6, Episode 1, we talked to Maida Jasperson about her creation book. Welcome to a special early episode of season six of the podcast. We were planning on taking a little bit longer of a hiatus in between seasons, but this opportunity presented itself and we wanted to get this to you, our listeners, as quickly as we could because there's timing involved. Uh, there's pre-orders are available for this book that we're about to talk to Maida Jasperson about and they end at the end of February. So we wanted to get this episode to you during February. So... That's what we're going to have for you here today. That's very true. And honestly, getting to listen to the heart behind a project, especially one that means as much as it does for the artist, is such a cool thing. And I'm really excited for you to get to hear from Maida herself about this project. We have had her on the podcast before when she uh, illustrated another book. So make sure to go back and check out that episode if you haven't already. But this time, the whole project laid within her hands. So uh, let's get to that interview and hear a little bit about what went into this project. All right. Today, we are excited to welcome back to the podcast, Maida Jasperson. Welcome, Maida. Hi. Uh, yeah, so I'm Maida Jasperson. I'm a studio art major at Bethany Lutheran College, and I'm super duper excited to be working on my senior capstone project, which is a picture book. Excellent. Um, and for, for our listeners that uh, may have caught your previous episode, that was a, another picture book that you had done with uh, the Branches Band about, uh, now I'm blanking, it was Ruth? No. About Esther. Yeah. Esther. So, Ruth Esther. Right. Other awesome woman from the Bible. As you mentioned, this new book is all you and it's part of your capstone project at Bethany. So kind of maybe walk us through a little bit about where the idea came from and what this, this book's going to look like. Yeah. So, so when like tasked with coming up with a senior capstone, I was generating all sorts of ideas and I kind of knew that I wanted it to be a picture book, um, but I didn't know what it should be about. And the best advice I received is that uh, like a project that's closing your senior year should be a culmination of what you've been studying and what you've been learning. And I've done a lot of kind of biblical narrative type work, like the Esther book. Um, and I work with Wells Multilingual Productions right now to produce um, these like wonderful Sunday school comics that we send overseas. Uh, and so the, the story I ended up choosing is, or the account is from the Bible and it's the account of creation, which took a long time to land on that because there's so many wonderful moments in the Bible that would make for like really great picture books. Um, but I, but I wound up on the creation account because it also resonates deeply with me as an artist that the very first way we were introduced to God is God making things, God being an artist. Like that's so beautiful. So awesome. And so that's that's the content of the work and the the images that I'm producing. I'm keeping things very colorful, very energetic, and really trying to make really lush imagery that my readers can spend a lot of time on each page dwelling in, and also 
uh, throughout the whole book, each day of creation takes up two to three pages, like two to three full spreads so that you get to like really dwell in this beautiful week before everything went down. (laughs) This project is markedly different than the last project that we interviewed you for. Um, Illustrating a book is one thing, but having the entire concept on your own is, is very different. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that's been like? Yeah. So the last book I did, all of the text was already solidified and done, um, which meant there was kind of a page count already and like a pacing already set. With this project, it was so open-ended. I Before I landed on doing the creation account, I thought that maybe I would be writing my own story, inventing a narrative. Um, and truthfully, I just don't have enough writing experience under my belt to do that well and then be able to illustrate on top with that. And so finding something that already has uh, a set narrative was very helpful for me, but there's still this like huge looseness of like, am I packing it, packing the book full with every word of scripture that describes this? Am I summarizing it in my own words? Um, And what I've, what I've landed on is uh, sort of, choosing chunks of Bible verses to kind of guide people through. So it is, it is straight scripture that the text is, which is nice because I think that feels safer and more reliable for people to read to their kids. But, but I hope that through the images and through my handwriting, it's scripture in a fresh and new, interesting way. Oh, and the, the pacing of the book as a whole has been much more in my hands, which is very interesting. I, I took a book arts class last year. Um, I studied abroad in Florence and got to learn all of these wonderful bookmaking techniques. And part of that is like the pace that you're taking through a book. And that has to do with like the overall size of the book, the page count of the book, uh, and then the content as you flip through it. And so I've, enjoyed taking that and applying it to this project and trying to really make something that draws people in and holds their attention. Um, I'd really, really love for this to be a book that people dwell in for a while rather than, you know, just kind of read it quickly and set it down. And I'd also really like it to be something that people return to and so I've really worked to generate really lush images that are full of things to be looking at and finding more to see and glean. Nice. So I, th- I think it's safe to assume that this book is more than seven pages long with one page per, per day. Uh, what, yes. what did you end up set- settling on? How long did it uh, I've got 30 full page spreads plus a cover image to make and, you know, some other little spot images and things, but it's, it's a lot of work. It's um, each of my full page spreads is a 12 by 24 sheet of paper. So they're, they're decently big. Um, And like the finished books will be a little bit smaller than that when we print them, but. Very cool. 
did you have like a favorite part to be working? Like, was there a day that you just like couldn't wait to get started on? Yes, I was so excited for uh, all of the creatures of the sea and the because it says the water teemed with life. And in the translation I'm using that the water swarmed and like just, oh, I was so excited to make something so full and like exciting to look at that. That was the first page I actually initially started on. Um, There's this long spread with like a big orange octopus kind of leading you in his tentacles kind of curl around the page. Uh, And there's like schools of fish and a whale in the back and all of these little like crabs and things and barnacles and all of the wonderfully weird sea life that God gave us to explore. Uh, That, that was, and is one of my favorite pages still. My favorite page to date is, so when God made animals, he divided them into three sections. Like verbally, he says, let there be livestock, let there be creeping things, and let there be um, wild animals. Or at least that's, uh, I'm using the EHV translation. Sure. Um, so, so that's what I have for that. And my livestock page has, I found these beautiful reference images of these cows like leaping through um, <laughs> like their pasture. And so it's like the most joyful action you can picture a cow making. Uh, <laughs> that is my favorite page. And uh, that's kind of what I've been using for publicity. That's like on Instagram and my website and things. It's um, very joyful. Yeah. Just this is maybe getting a little too far into the weeds, but I'm curious. Uh, let there be light has to be like a super daunting concept <laughs> to try to, to like just put in a single image, right? Yes. Uh, and actually what I found more daunting is right before that, when everything is formless and empty and void. Oh, sure. Uh, so that's been something formed to something that's formless. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you do? So I, I've been wrestling with that for this entire year and I've finally maybe a month and a half ago settled on a solution. Um, and this is, I used a technique that I learned at some workshop once um, when I was younger, where you marble paper. So you have like this big bed of water and you drop like inks or you can use, I used oil paints and they get kind of like swirly and interesting textures. And then I've got paper here, you like lay your paper down and lift it up and it comes up with this beautiful and surprising and weird um, kind of swirliness that I have those ingredients now. I still have to play with them a lot, but that feels like the direction that formless and empty is going to go. And then let there be light will be kind of a, like a a boundary put around that because I I read this great quote um, from Lisa Sharon Harper. Uh, She says that it's important to note that God does not obliterate the darkness, but that he names it and limits it and puts boundaries on it. And that boundary is the light. And so uh, like, I, I think of that as a parallel to sin that like God didn't just obliterate us as soon as, you know, Adam and Eve sinned. He didn't wipe us all out. There still is, darkness there still is this thing but he doesn't let it you know completely ruin everything so i'm picturing that some of that kind of marbly paper stuff will have um i've got 
my like process sketchbook here will have a bright light surrounding it in some way. And yeah, that light and dark page has been wrestled with a lot too. Sure. It's, it's tough stuff. <laughs> I think there's, well, you're bringing up a good point where a lot of people who are neither illustrators nor storybook creators would say something like, okay, how hard did it really be to make a children's book, right? Like the process can't take that long. What, maybe two weeks and I'm done compared to this is your entire capstone project. And this is not just a, you know, I sketched some stuff out and then I made a book and I wrote the scripture on top and I put it into Microsoft Paint and I'm good to go. Yeah. It's a longer process. Want to talk a little bit more about the process? Yeah. So... So I was generating ideas over the summer and I kind of had that thought like, oh, I could like, I've done a book before I've done a lot of work and like, I could probably crank out two books, maybe even three books is what I was initially thinking, which was way too ambitious, far too ambitious. And so I I scaled back to, to one book and not, it's not necessarily because like I wouldn't be able to generate that amount of pages like if I, if I simplified the work I was doing, I could, but it's the amount of attention and focus that it takes. Like I, I haven't really been able to produce much other artwork because this is like all consuming in my intention and my research. I'm pulling things like quotes and things and articles and uh, images that like I, I remember seeing in my past and I'm currently researching, you know, how have other artists, how have like theologians dealt with this? How, how do people handle, especially some of the more ambiguous things? I've, I've had a very research heavy process compared to some of my other projects where um, like I've had several meetings with different professors and people on campus here, uh, especially some of the science professors, which has been extremely enjoyable for me. Um, I, I've made some fun friendships in that way where I've learned a lot and they've been able to help me understand things like currently a concept that I'm still wrestling with and time is kind of running out is separating the waters of the land from the waters of the sky. And there's this vault set in place and there's so many different theories about what that means and what that looks like. And so I I met with one of our professors here, professor Holbert and talked with him about that for a good hour or so. And, you know, there isn't an easy, fast conclusion. And that's just kind of the way it has to be. Yeah. And then I can talk about the process of, like, the individual pages, too. So part of a capstone being a culmination of what I've worked on made me think about, okay, what's what's my favorite way to work as an artist, like favorite mediums? And I carry a sketchbook with me almost a hundred percent of where I go. And with that sketchbook, I've developed a really, a really specific and kind of experimental language. Like I've got a couple different ways to make images with really portable materials. And so for a while I thought that I would be going uh, like on site, like to a zoo or something to be drawing the animals and to greenhouses in the winter to be drawing plants and things uh, using my sketchbook model that kind of fell apart pretty quickly. But the the method I use 
I work on colored paper. So I work on this bright yellow, like the color of your shirt, Tim, paper. Because something about white paper is just, it feels so empty to me. I like to have kind of something there to respond to already. And then to give myself more to respond to, the first thing I do on maybe 50% of the pages is to like make a huge mess with acrylic ink or acrylic paint. And then that kind of gives me a texture to work with. Like for the underwater scenes, I'll like go in on this yellow paper because I don't want it to look yellow and come in with like a really thick blue and smush that all around before starting to sketch in uh, the animals. And something that I've been told is kind of an odd way to work is that I do, I do have compositions. Like I have these kind of thumbnail sketches that tell me some of the big parts of the page. And so we'll t- we can talk about that ocean page. So I knew I wanted this big octopus. So I drew that right away. And then I just kind of hunted through, I'd been collecting uh, reference images on Pinterest for months and still am. Uh, and so I would just go through my reference images and just start plugging in things without having it all necessarily mapped out beforehand. Uh, which is really fun because it keeps things fresh for me. I don't, I don't like to have it too set in stone before starting because I want to be actively making those decisions. Robert Frost says that if there's no surprises for the writer, there's no surprises for the reader. And so I try and make sure that I get surprised by my work so that there's, you know, interesting things for readers to see too. I like that. That's good. Uh, and I use a whole mess of different materials. I've got these great paint pens, these Posca paint pens uh, that are all over the place in the book, colored pencils, acrylic paint and inks, lots and lots and lots of ballpoint pen. (laughs) Um, And that's, that's probably about the extent of it. So you kind of mentioned in passing that these books will be printed at some point. So I'm sure our listeners want to know, how can they get their hands on a copy? Ah, yes. You can go to metajasperson.com and go over to the shop section. Uh, and they're open for pre-orders right now through the end of February at a $10 discount. And then once, like, I need to have pre-orders set and then send it into the printer. And after that, things will be uh, regular full price. Well, I'm sure we could keep talking for quite a while about this. Um, but I, I guess if you could... Leave, leave a, a parting thought for for our listeners. Uh, what what do you want them to know about this project more than anything? I want people to know that it's an act of praise because I want people to know that this is a viable option for them to explore their faith and to praise God to either create art or consume art and use it as kind of a devotion, you know, a way to spend some time thinking about the word and thinking about these things that happened. And for me, it is very much a way to like dig in deeper and investigate scripture more and learn a lot more and also to appreciate the world around me. And I I really hope that readers get that too, that seeing all of this like huge variety that God gave us to start to see like, you know, the tree in your backyard is also like so beautiful. And the little ants on the sidewalk are so beautiful. And even like the spiders in your house, I know people 
there's certain parts of creation that people kind of refuse to accept as beautiful. And I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to question that a little bit too. You know, there's, there's beauty in all the living things God made. Well, I, I want to say, I, I personally appreciate hearing just how much thought and attention went into all the aspects of this book. Um, I'm personally very excited to get my hands on a copy and to share it with even, you know, my six-year-old daughter, I'm sure um, will love something like this. Not not just because it will have beautiful artwork and all that, but because of how much intention and uh, detail it sounds like you put into this. So I just want to thank you ahead of time for, for your work and for, for put like, like Tim was saying, most people think, Oh, it's children's book. I can knock that out two weeks. No problem. But that the fact that you took so much time and so much attention, uh, I think it's admirable. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's something special about the attention of kids where like, you know, there are kids who know the names of every single dinosaur. They just, <laughs> they love to get into the detailed stuff. And so I, I really want to provide them something really good to get really obsessed with or really interested in. Yeah. So a dinosaur book is not next on the docket for you? I would not be opposed to a dinosaur book. I was not a kid who knew all the dinosaurs. Uh, there are dinosaurs in this book, though, and that's kind of opened the door a little bit. I've, I've learned some cool things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should, when when you see the book, be on the lookout for a, a stegosaurus in there and a couple nice. others. Well, well like I said, thank thanks again for everything. We really appreciate you coming on and just sharing just a piece of uh, the heart and soul that went into this project with us. Yeah, I, I really appreciate getting to to tell more people about it this way. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, if you have questions you want answers to, people you want to hear from, or you want to come and talk about the project you're working on, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me at present at heartsandhands.art. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. If you're looking to support Hearts and Hands Ministry in general, please check out our website at heartsandhands.art. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in a few weeks.